Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. CSB, the Fans Forum with Prana Prasanna. Talk 100.3. As we await Prana Prasanna to enter the studio, he's... Uh, uh, hard at work watching uh, illegal streams of sport all the way around the world before he comes in. I'm joking. He would never do something like that. Clearly, that's just my sense of humor. How are you, Pranav? I'm good, guys. I'm excited. I've, I've been pumped. The entire weekend was filled with exciting matches. There was a content creation sort of expo going on. And then I was down at the Post Malone concert as well in Abu Dhabi. So lots of things happening. How was the concert? Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. You had one of the best live performers. Can you understand Post anything Post Malone says? Yes. I'm a man and a rock star. Kitch, I'm 23. I think I know his music better than you. Oh. Tell, tell me something. <laughs> you, you attended the Post Malone concert. What about yes. the pre-Malone? Oh, see, at, oh, least, at least I don't who's, have the dad jokes yet. I'm, all, I'm older go. than you. There you go. I mean, no more dad jokes, Neil. But yes, set the stage on fire. Literally on fire. What, he set it on stage? Like, yeah, we've got a match out. No, so and a couple of his candles went a bit too far. Is that what happened? No, no. They had a fire display. They had confettis. They had fireworks. The whole, you know, it's it's very Dubai. It's very UAE-esque when it comes to concerts. Lived up to the reputation, guys. Well, how are the fans uh, thinking about Qatar over the weekend? Qatar 2022. Look, I... Th- there's a very you know famous term, and I think psychologists are you know known to use this term recency bias. Mm-hmm. So if you look across the generations that have grown up watching the World Cups yeah. of the 80s and the 90s, they always have a feeling that their years of the World Cup was the best. But if I sat down mm-hmm. and if the fans actually thought about some of the best World Cups that have happened across the years, Qatar is definitely top three for me. Well, I think you look at it, fans always look at it uh, as to how well their team went, don't they? When it comes no. down to World Cups. Performances, performances upsets, how is the atmosphere? I think in terms of atmosphere, there are definitely European nations and South American nations that rank higher. But in terms of say, you know, the upsets, the results that have been produced, the competitions or matchups, well, Qatar definitely top three. I, I mean, that was predicted b- before the start of the tournament, given that this was uh, a World Cup mid-season. Mm. Uh, players didn't have enough time to collaborate mm-hmm. with their national sides. That's right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, many sides were going to have a, an advantage. 
What I think is different about this World Cup is given where it's being played, right. you've seen an abundance of fan support uh, for countries that otherwise wouldn't have generally had. You wouldn't have generally had 30,000 Tunisians at a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given that so many of those North African nations don't have to travel far or they live in Qatar, yeah, yeah you, you've, you've seen a different flavour to the Look World Cup. Look at the Senegalese fans um, at the England game yeah. last night. They've non-stop for two hours ever since the gates opened for the game. They've been at the stands and they've been cheering. They've been dancing. It's something that they rehearse. Look at the Morocco fans. Absolutely. The Moroccan fans, the Tunisian fans. For example, when Tunisia beat France, I mean, what a game that was. I mean, you've seen the... I know. Tell me about it. (laughs) That was my group. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, even Australia's game, for example, Kitch, I mean... The amount of Australians that travelled, I don't know if you would have seen them in South American countries. Oh, yeah, Australia's always been... In Mexico, No, no, you have, actually. This has been the smallest number of Australians in any World Cup. Really? We've often been number two or when it comes down to people that travel because it's such a big deal for us to make it. Well, then you're (laughs) part of history, Kitch. You've been that small majority to go and support your team in a World Cup. Well, they they came so close to, you know, taking the match to extra time against Argentina. Yeah, we, we, we were talking about that and I think that it showcased that uh, Argentina aren't that great an all-round yeah. side. They've got some, one of the greats of all time in Messi. Um, but if you take Messi out or you took, you know, and then Neymar out of Brazil, I think Brazil are a far better side than Argentina. Any day. Any in, day. in comparison, yes. They are a better side, but you never know. Argentina, I, I still get a feeling they're holding back. You know, they play the defenders, Lisandro Martinez, who's one of their best centre-backs right yeah. now. They've been holding him back for a bit. You know, they don't play Paolo Dybala, who, who is now an AS Roma player. He's barely featured in the World Cup, but should he walk onto the pitch, he's an absolute dynamite player. Angel Di Maria, again... He's been holding up. Not sure what really he's waiting for. Messi's running the show for sure, though. Also should mention that not something to gloss over. There was an Australian who came on as a substitute Mm -hmm. and uh, had a shot at the 97th minute against Argentina, which... Uh, he did pretty well. It was just that uh, the goalkeeper Martinez was uh, far too good uh, when it came down to taking it. Uh, but he's in a, his name's Goran Kual. It's a fascinating story. He was born in Egypt mm-hmm. to South Sudanese parents. Mm. Uh, they had to move to Australia as refugees. And he's now the youngest player since Pele to play in the knockout rounds of the World Cup right. at 18 days, 18 mm-hmm. years and 700 odd days. And he's, already, he's never, ever started a match before, but he's already... He even in the Australian League, he's only ever come off the bench and he's already been signed by Newcastle United. He's heading there in the January transfer window. That's incredible. So he's uh, an exceptional story of multiculturalism being uh, successful at the True. World Cup. Yeah, you see that even in European nations, for example, you have players in Belgium. Romelu Lukaku is a good example. Yeah. You see France, for example, a lot of people who go in as immigrants or the parents, rather, they go in as you know immigrants, refugees, for example. They make their way through... England as well, they have a few players in the likes of, you know, Marcus Rashford, Saka, Jesse Lingard, for example, who who their heritage traces back to different countries and not just England, but having been brought and brought up. And they have the system of an Arsenal football club or Manchester United, which they grow through and then they rise through the ranks. Or sometimes you've just got Zidane Zidane who have two passports, but pick France. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about Zidane because he's the greatest legend in terms of midfield when it comes to football. He's the best of the best. He so. did, he did, but he, he didn't really go out in style. 
didn't go out in style. Not a lot of players get to go out in style. If no, you really think some people have the opportunity. They don't just decide to headbutt that individual. <laughs> <laughs> Look, another player who is not going out in style, or at least in my opinion, uh, with fans, I think is Cristiano Ronaldo, right. given the legend that he is. Now, they're going to face potentially Spain in the semifinals. And if that happens, I don't see how... Portugal make it past them. Spain have just reinvigorated, you know, given their performance in the 2018 World Cup. Mm -hmm. They went to the Euros. They went to the semifinals. They narrowly lost to Italy, right? And now they're looking a much better, much more composed and a much more threatening squad. Uh, As we look forward to those uh, matches uh, that are coming up tonight, uh, Japan, Croatia, how do you see this one playing out? I think Japan. I think Japan wins. Yeah, I do too. They wanted more. They have more of the heart and passion. But then again, football's a funny game. If Croatia, I mean, you look at the players, Luka Modric, he's the one who draws, like he's the puppet master. Mm-hmm. He pulls the strings in the team. You have Ivan Perisic, who's aged, but he's still going. He's going to be a threat for Japan. You know, they've got to take their chances. They were lucky to even get here. Let's remember, because, you know, the ball which had gone outside the line still counted as a goal. Look, I I think within the current rules, I can understand when you looked at it from top down why it was in, but that rule's got to change. it doesn't work that way. That's that's a horrible rule. I know. It's it's got to change that part of the ball has to be on. Has to be on I, I mean, it's the same thing. Crick, cricket's different, you know, where the cricket ball's hard. They see this in tennis with Hawkeye mm-hmm. because the ball, you know, is, flattens, is, flattens yeah. but then it's also got fuzz on it. Yeah. You know, so it's a harder one to ascertain whether it's in or out. It is. I mean, see, but then also, you know, I was just doing the study where it said that 97% of the time, uh, the Hawkeye is correct. So, I mean, you have to give it. I mean, eventually, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't really rely on human eyes when we probably would falter more and, often than not. And Hawkeye's good in tennis because then you have the opportunity, <laughs> even when you're at home, to go, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with the call as a fan, as an English fan, because it was that... It was that Jap, uh, the Japan call, which sent mm. England out of the, yeah. you know, the group. Yeah, yeah. If you go back to 2010, when Frank Lampard, you know, when he scored and his goal didn't stand, even though the ball had crossed the line. Um, now I'm taking you back to about 12 years ago or something. But the English Are fans born? still How do you that. know this? Yeah, of course <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, of course I know this. So for me as an English fan, I was like, you know, that's, that's you know, life coming back a full circle. Yep, I definitely, definitely think so. Uh, the other match tonight, uh, Brazil, South Korea. Do I need to even ask you boys who do you think's going to win? It's going to be a tough one. No, no, tr- no it's going to be a tough one. Well, in all seriousness, was it? It was at the O two World Cup mm-hmm. that Brazil took South that South Korea took Brazil to penalties in the semi final. I believe so. So I can't recollect. So I remember they made the uh, the, the semi finals of their mm-hmm. home World Cup, coached by one of my favourite managers, Gus Hiddink, and I, I believe it was penal. It was must have been penalties it went to. Kate, again, I'm I'm going to have to Google this. As much as my you know knowledge of football is brilliant, I'd, I'm <laughs> yeah. not the best when it comes to trivia. But you know what? This could be part of the quiz question. Oh. So just be ready. That's all I can say. Well, 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 I was going to say, uh, can you research that? But no, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and another game, guys, and I have to get your thoughts on this. Neymar, should he start this match? No. He's coming on the back of an injury. Do you no. think the manager should risk him? No. 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 That's no. a no from Neil. Kids, no. that's a no from you as well. We'll quickly switch the sport to cricket, England, Pakistan. And no, just, just on that, it was Germany, South Korea. <laughs> Uh, and then it was uh, Brazil-Turkey in the semi-finals. Right, because I was, in fact, just checking with uh, a little report which said that they've come 
they've played head to head only eight times so far, Brazil and South Korea, and that too. Uh, this is going to be their first ever competitive meeting, mm. and uh, you know, in in friendlies and all, Brazil have won six out of the previous seven games. I actually, went to Brazil versus South Korea friendly in uh, Abu Dhabi. Mm. This happened, I think, about two years ago. I think it was in the Al Nahyan Stadium. No, okay. I'm not wrong, and. It was a packed stadium. That has to be. You know, Neymar was there, Roberto Firmino was there, Marcelo was there. All the big names right. from South Korea, Huming Son, the biggest of the names. So it was a great contest in Brazil, of course. Easy victory for them. But I definitely will be looking forward to this match as well. So there's a friendly that happened between Brazil and South Korea in June, as recent as June. Mm-hmm. And Brazil won 5-1. Well, <laughs> if numbers are to go by, then you're looking at an easy match for Brazil tonight. That's another edition of the Fans Forum here on TSB, a talk sport business on Talk 100.3. TSB, the Fans Forum with Prana Prasanna, Talk 100.3. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.